Hi, I'm Jane Stahl, retired high school English teacher and director of community relations at Studio B Fine Art Gallery in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. And this is the Be Inspired podcast. My guest and I hope that in the few minutes you spend with us, you'll be surprised and delighted to meet someone new, become aware of projects going on in your neighborhood, and maybe entertain a new way to look at the world. Look, we all need to keep our spirits up in these challenging times, and I can't think of a better way to lift up our spirits than to meet interesting, passionate folks and learn about what they're doing to make life better for all of us. And so, join me now for the Be Inspired podcast. Hello, Be Inspired audience. We're here today with one of our newer artists here at Studio B, Nicole McGonigal. And um, Nicole, introduce yourself and tell us how you came to find Studio B. Um, so hi, my name's Nicole. I'm from the Limerick area. Um, I was trying to look into getting more serious about my art and putting it in them into show my pieces. Um, so I was researching more, trying to figure it out, and I came across Studio B here in Boyertown. Um, and I was talking about this a little, uh, before that I just love the Boyertown area. Um, oh, how lovely! <laughs> and what is it? Can you can you can you name some of the things that you love about us? <laughs> um, <laughs> of course I can. Um, so I, what draws me to Boyertown is that small hometown yeah. feeling, and then it kind of seems. To me, everybody knows everybody, and everybody's so sweet and kind. Um, oh, how sweet. Yeah, they're, like, very much like, oh, you do you need something? Like, let me help you out. Or, um, very good. oh, well, here's an opportunity where you can do this. Or, yeah, and I tutor uh, wonderful students over in the um, public library. Okay. And they're super kind. They're always like, all right, let me tell you about my day. And they're wonderful <laughs> students. They're listening. They're, like, so engaged. So I just... Yeah, I love Boyertown. <laughs> well, I'm so happy to hear that, and I'm so happy that we've been nice to you, that we've been <laughs> generous and kind and friendly and helpful and all those kinds of things, because that's who we want to be. Now, tell me a little bit about the students you're teaching. What age and stage are they, Nicole? Um, so they are in first grade, and they are also in... Oh, I hope I'm getting this right. Sixth grade. I've, <laughs> I've tutored her since she was in third grade. So it seems like every year just kind of like starts blending into each other because um, she's such a <laughs> great student to be around. Lose track of time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm like, what are we? Okay, we're good. Very <laughs> um, good. Yeah, but they're wonderful. They're very sweet. Um, I mostly teach them in reading. I was going to say, what yeah. are you teaching? Yeah. So my, I have a, my master's degree is in education, but also with a focus in in um, reading so no kidding yeah so helping out with uh, reading strategies trying to figure out okay here's a question um, how do I dive into this story to find the answer to this question um, so. oh what a valuable yeah. thing yeah. have you done any digital virtual teaching I have actually I have started, you yes um, I started teaching for it's um, by actually my sister-in-law told me about it. it's called out school I don't know if you've ever heard of it. no I have not tell okay. me about it yeah so it's, educate me yes it's <laughs> mostly for um, like homeschool students um, but since from COVID and everybody's kind of been jumping on there to um, 
look at uh, like online learning. Okay. And just for like uh, like after school activities almost. But I actually started teaching painting on there and then I started teaching drawing. No um, kidding. Yeah, for students ages from I mostly work seven uh, seven years old up to fourteen years old on there. So Well we haven't talked fun. about visual art yet. Where did that start? Um my art, I would have to say, started more of when I was at a younger age, too. So I think that's what draws me to the elementary age is because it's where you kind of are Sensory. shaping them. Yeah. yeah. And getting them excited um, about their interests. Yes. And just yes. encouraging them. Yeah. So that's, I think, where uh, that kind of, like, blossomed for me. And then it was always something that I was really interested in um, and well, a hobby that I did on the well, side. I don't want to move too quickly here, but to talk a little bit, I just want our audience to know that Nicole is doing some teaching, elementary age, at, located at the Boyertown Library. Are you taking any new students? Should anyone be interested? Uh, definitely. I could I, um, have some afternoon times where I meet okay. with them, so after school hours, mostly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you can um, contact me here at Studio B, and I can put you in contact with Nicole if any of our listeners are looking for someone with her special skills and her special personality. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> so let's talk now just a little bit about your artwork. Okay, what is? Do you have a spe, uh, do you have a favorite medium? Um, I love charcoal and I love fluid art. <laughs> Uh, what was that? Fluid art. Fluid. So, yes. So, a what fluid does acrylic. that mean? I'm sorry, be inspired audience. We had a little phone call in the middle there. So, Nicole, we were talking about the your favorite medium being fluid art, and you were educating me about what that is. So, yes. <laughs> um, so what it, it's acrylic paint by the Flow Acrylic, and you I add a little bit of oil in there. Mm -hmm. um, I use hair oil because it makes my art smell like coconut, um, so I enjoy that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's other oils that you can get, of course, um, and I add some Floetrol into it uh, to make the uh, acrylic paint flow more. But what okay. you do is you, the basic of it is you can layer it into a cup, um, each color on top of each other, and then you can, a lot of my students like the flip cup method, so you just put the canvas on top, you flip it over, and you pour the cup up, and they think it's amazing. Um, <laughs> the paint flows around, it creates some cell pockets in there, mm -hmm. um, but it was actually, since I, I teach a class on this, I know a little bit about the history. It was um, created in 1930 by accident by a, name, a man named David from Mexico. He had his own art studio. Um, okay. Yeah, and he was just working a day. He kind of like, I guess he like poured some stuff out and he was just watching it and he saw what happened <laughs> in the cell pockets like this is really cool um so he had a friend who was a scientist and he called her up and was like can you come tell me what's happening here because i really want to know why this is like creating these cell pockets yeah um but when she sent out other scientists look at it, they were like i'm not really sure like what you want us to like look yeah. at here um so then uh like down the line they revisited and they were um, noticing that it had to do with the pigment and then the density of the paint, so how it was falling and layering on top of each other. So that was, um, I thought that was really cool to learn about that, or the history of the paint. I love, oh, and yeah. I love learning those <laughs> things as well. Yeah. Now, is there a particular intention to your art? Do you have a particular, um, do you respond to nature? Do you, res it, yeah. I mostly, 
respond more to emotions. Okay. Um, so I like to kind of dial into like what am I feeling that day, um, what colors kind of I feel like match my emotions for that day, um, or an event that happened that made me feel a certain way that I would like to portray in my art. Um, for instance, the one that I have here. The, yes, talk about those. The Therefore I Am um, is a woman and then it has a lot of colors kind of branching out behind her and it's just like a flow. Um, at that time it was more of for me um, especially visualizing like this year is I want to just let go of those tough emotions of last year um things that like I felt like I didn't have maybe control over like I would have liked to and just kind of um like anxiety or any kind of depression and just kind of release it and go into this year with like okay this is going to be um like a great year, like I'm going to continue Wonderful. building upon my passions. and Now, uh, you know, not to be too nosy, but your tough year consisted of? Um, so with COVID, I was, so um, my husband and I had our first child um, in May. So A COVID <laughs> baby? Yes. Oh my God, now um, that's a whole other experience to explore, but go ahead. Yes, definitely. Uh, so I had like this, you know, picture perfect vision in my head of how life was going to go and, and you know you think of it it's not necessarily going to happen that way and um I know it's not always going to happen that way but to not have family there to come visit us after the baby that was tough um yeah. and then trying to figure it all out um without any help in the house with us um yeah was draining and yeah but it was like you are have all this happiness and like this love that you feel for your baby that you're like how can I love someone so much um wow. like oh you give me chills <laughs> I remember those days yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then but then the other side of me was like well like I'm so drained and tired and I know that like my my mental health was not where I had wanted it to be because I was just like like, okay, I want to enjoy this, but I also want to sleep. But, like, yes. you know, you have, like, these thoughts going yes. back and forth. And, and um, you know, am I, am I being a great parent? Um, am I doing the right thing for my daughter? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that was kind of, like, a lot of what was happening to me last year. And then um, working towards a place where I felt like I was back to, like, I was myself. Um, yeah. Like, I found my identity again. So what, that when, was tough. There is no such thing yeah. as, a, as a new mother of having a separate identity. Yeah. I mean, it just <laughs> does not happen. And when you're in it, as I remember, you know, it's like, oh, my God, is it always going to be this way? Am I totally lost in this other person? Will there ever be a time I can breathe on my own? Oh, right. sleep. Yes. <laughs> yes, sleep. <laughs> I'm like a huge, like, I love sleep. So oh. that was a tough one for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, sleep was never an issue for me, but I recognized that if I didn't get any, I was worthless, uh -huh. <laughs> and as long as I could sleep when, when you know, my children finally yeah. allowed that, yeah. I mean, I could do anything. You yeah. know, if I can sleep, I can do anything, but if I can't, forget it. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. I agree. Let's, talk, let's go back just a little bit because mm -hmm. I want folks to know this about you. Um, you have a teaching degree. Correct. And you've taught uh, different places besides your private lessons during... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I taught in the Reading School District. Um, I actually had the opportunity to um, 
teach the same group of kids two years in a row. So I taught them in second grade and third grade. And that was like amazing. It was so awesome to just know the students from the prior year. So I didn't have to spend those couple of weeks, you know. Getting to know? Yeah. Because we already knew each other. We felt comfortable with each other. We're like, all right, let's do this. We're going to tackle this year. Um, So that was, I think, my favorite part about working in Reading. Um, I had that experience with junior and senior high school. Okay. Uh, During the transition when I moved from junior high to the high school here in Boyertown. Yeah. I mean, for that first year I was there, I knew more kids in that building than any other teacher because I had, you know, I'd had them in the junior high and then moved along with them, you know, even if I didn't have them in class, I had seen them in the building. It was a very special it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes, I think, it made such a difference for that year. And um, it was my last year there. Uh, I decided to move to try to find a job closer to home. Okay. Um, because if one thing about me is I'm not, I don't like driving far. Um, okay. I'm the worst <laughs> for long trips. Uh, my in-laws lived out in North Carolina. So um, if oh we have to God. go drive down there, I'm like, my husband does the driving. And I'm just like sitting there like, okay, when is this drive going to be over? <laughs> yeah, you're like one of the kids in the back saying, are we there yet? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so I was like, it was a great year to end there and then move on um, and just find other ways of teaching. And I think that was. Um, it has been, you know, as much as it's been awful, in some ways if we look for it, there are, well, we here at the studio called make it, called it making lemonade out of lemons, uh-huh. you know, but there are so many beautiful moments if you're looking for them and take advantage of them, like your gift of being able to stay home with your daughter, yes. even though it was difficult. Mm-hmm. It created this special bond, I would guess. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay, so uh, heading into the future now, um, do you have any, uh, has your art changed from when you first started? And do you have a direction for the future? Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, When I got, was more serious with art, I worked a lot with um, my artist pencils and my graphite, or not, my charcoal, that's what I wanted to say, my charcoal. Um, So I have a love for charcoal because it's messy. And I think that kind of flows. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that flows into my, the acrylic pores that I do because it's messy too. And I work with my hands and um, I never end my day without having paint all over me, which I love. Oh Uh, (laughs) my God. I mean, could I be more different than you? Oh, yeah. I, when I'm teaching and we're doing a messy part, I'm like, you're not going to end my class without getting paint on you. I'm sorry. It just oh, doesn't happen. My, I mean, that's what I hate about cooking and baking. It's so yeah. messy. <laughs> but you probably like it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not the best cook, but I try. <laughs> so it does get messy. Yeah. My husband's like, um, you were cooking today. I have to clean this up. I was, oh, that's Thanks. so funny. <laughs> yeah. So, um, were you talking then about your your work in um, in uh, charcoal? Yes. At being future projects, is that what you were? Um, or I where have you came from? that up more. Um, I think I would like to continue down that avenue of charcoal, but I think I have this love for this fluid pour that I'm trying to figure out. You know. Um, the basic is pouring it out, right? Or um, making lines and then spreading it out with a hair blow dryer or um, blowing on it yourself or with a straw. Um, But now I'm kind of trying to branch into how can I use this 
flow of art to create a subject. So yeah. a recent one that I was trying out was oh, a good. seahorse. And like I was like, I'm not sure how this is going to go, but I think what I like about art is that you can experiment. You can. It's okay if like you mess up a little because I don't know. You it's, don't need to know where you're going. Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have a We're goal gonna, in mind. <laughs> I'm just going to go with the with the flow. <laughs> literally. Huh? Yeah, literally. Um, and I was just kind of, it just, it turned out beautiful. And I was like, all right, you know what? I, this is awesome. So I think um, my next plan, I know, um, your I had gotten an email here for the show that uh, birds. Yes. Um, so that's my next challenge that I'm kind of looking at. How can I use this flow of paint to create a bird um, instead of just you know are the just just the color? Yeah, yeah, just the color. How yeah. can I create something? How can you create that um, that feeling? Yeah. That freedom and flight and yeah. All that I've been I've been playing with ideas in my head for a little bit. Um, well, so, it'll be yeah amazing Thank because you. this particular podcast will probably be uh, posted sometime during our exhibit about birds and oh, that's awesome. so yeah <laughs> so it'll be really fun for our audience yeah to come and visit with you yeah and visit your art here at Studio B yeah very good Thank you. very good very good. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you for joining us today, and um, I don't want to cut you off if there's anything else you would like to say. I just want to say thank you for having me. Oh, you're um, very sweet. This has been a great, I think, a fantastic opportunity, and what I was looking forward to do in art and to continue to grow myself in this, so Very thank you. good. Well, we're <laughs> delighted to have you. Thank you so much for joining us here on Be Inspired. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Be Inspired podcast. If you enjoyed the Be Inspired podcast, please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And we welcome you to suggest people, projects, and perceptions that inspire you, what the world needs now is inspiration. Contact me, Jane Stahl, at studiobbb.org or stop by Studio B. More information can be found in the episode notes. We are eager to meet you and learn what it is you love. This is the end of today's episode, and I hope you find your way today to be inspired. <laughs>